Hello and welcome to the Tongue in Cheek podcast with the Solomon Sisters. I am Dina. I'm Ilana. And we are your pop culture vultures in Couture. We have a very, very special guest coming up. We are so thrilled today because we are having the pleasure of interviewing Elise Lane from Rahoni. She was on season 12. She made quite the stir up until the reunion. She was quite talked about by Ramona, although we were disappointed to not see her get a chance to clap back. So she is here today to share her story about her experience and maybe a little gossip with us and we could not be more excited. Dina, how have you been? It's been a minute since I've seen you. You were supposed to come for dinner last night and you canceled. We did have amazing kufta last night and there was more to go around because you were not there to share with us. But you missed the matbucha, you missed the hummus, you missed the kufta, the pita, all homemade and delicious. Mwah! I ate like I was feasting on my last meal. I could not have enjoyed it more. And you also missed the fresh mechala I bought for you. So, uh, big disappointed. Well, I love that you're using your Jewish guilt on me because I point blank asked you because yesterday was a crazy day and I still had a bunch of work to do for us if it was okay, if we could rain check. And you were like, it's no big deal. Don't worry. <laughs> anyway, I feel like you're missing the point of my Jewish guilt. It was just supposed to make you feel bad that you missed out on great food because you did. And though you were missed in person, I'll have leftovers later this week. But today was a very exciting day. We had a photo shoot for our assistant. She's amazing. And as a birthday present, we styled her and our amazing photographer slash creative director, Christina, shot her for her birthday present, which was amazing. She was so sweet and so appreciative. And seeing her let out her confidence was just so wonderful. However, the highlight of my day was when we were wrapping up and Christina was distracted, head buried in her phone, standing in front of one Siggy Flicker who is chatting with me and I am freaking out in excitement looking at Christina whose head is buried in her phone and trying to like play cool and I had no one to lock eyes with and help guide me through that moment. So I played it very uncool, Dina, very uncool. And I later received a message from someone who was there at the time, who's like, why were you like that? Why didn't you say hi properly? Why were you such a weirdo? And I was like, she called me cute. She said I was petite. She was so sweet and nice to me. And like, all I wanted to do was sit on her lap and be like, you know, like a, like a child when they see Santa, like just hold me and give me all my wishes and dreams. But I couldn't because I felt like too excited. And then I felt sort of also awkward because she knows me from the workplace at Intermix, but clearly she didn't recognize me in that context. Like when I met her, I was like, oh my God, hi. You guys have gotten your nails done together, haven't you? We have. We, we spent hours actually together. But like, you know, when you see someone, you're like, oh my God, hi. And then they kind of recognize each other. So I bet you weren't rude at all. I bet you both were trying to recognize who the other one was for a second. 
Okay, so to be fair to her, I too did not recognize her. I recognized her as just someone I know. And then when she opened her mouth, I recognized her right away. But she too did not recognize me. So when I walked in and I knew her face and I was like, you know, went into my stylist mode and was just like, hi, how are you? How are the kids? <laughs> and she was right away like, oh my God, honey, how are you? But like, clearly we didn't know who each other was for a minute. And then I clocked it and was really excited. And in my excitement, got awkward and weird and had no one to lean on because Christina was busy in her phone. And then we left and I was like, oh my God, did you see who that was? And she's like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, did you? Did you really just clock that that was Siggy Flicker in there? And she's like, what? No. And it was just a really lonely moment for me and yet a really happy, wonderful moment. I'm so sad I missed it. You should be sad. I could feel her, you know, like when you can feel someone's presence before you really see them. She has such a presence. She was sitting on a chair and she was chatting with these women. And yet I could just sense that greatness was upon me. I feel like you guys are going to meet again. You're just meant to cross paths. And hopefully I'll be there on that path. We are circling. I am quite sure that we will be friends one day. I think you will. I can feel it. You know, I don't know if I'm being real, though, if I like her because she has someone who has dazzled my television or if I like her as a person. Unclear. But what I can say is that every time I run into her, I get giddy. Darlings, I just want to apologize for anyone. If you do hear any weird sounds or like glitches, it's because we are using these old school headphones um, and we're using Zoom app to record this. So sometimes when we hit the headphones, it sounds a bit off. We are going to be getting some new AirPods. So that way we can go back to having the beautiful sound you love. I feel like I could have another career. Just throwing this out there, listeners, please let us know feedback if it's positive. That I could have another career doing commercials for like a radio commercial. Like I don't know if radio really exists in the way that they sell commercials, but like I would like to be the person who does the commercials. Yeah, I think you'd be good at that. I still remember the craft macaroni and cheese commercial that had the song about the blue box blues. I was very, very, very young, but I remember thinking it was like a whole series because it was so jolly and it stuck in my head. And I feel like that's a commercial I would like to be a part of. I can get behind the message. I will say that I perhaps should read it more in the style of slam poetry than in song because anyone who's heard me sing has asked me to stop. <laughs> I think you have a good voice. You just love and adore me. But yeah, so my day was very full. I met Siggy real high and I got to do a photo shoot, which was also just such a high because there's nothing I love more than styling, but especially styling someone who really appreciates it. And uh, I got some other work done, made some phone calls, ran some errands, got some acupuncture. So I feel like I can put my head on the day, on the pillow at the end of the day and say, Ilana, you did a lot today. Well, while we're doing an amazing photo shoot for us, I was having some fun appointments with a couple of our clients. We have one who is very much interested in this exquisite, soft suede croc 
that Fendi is only doing like this is the first time they've done it in this bag so it's so cool in the peekaboo amazing navy blue i'm completely obsessed with it also is now in a pale pink so it's just wait stop the bus pale pink dina you know i love pale pink and crocodile skin just like ooh. i was dealing with getting measurements for that and sending it to our client so she can now view it at her home before just fyi hanukkah is just around the corner if you're thinking about what to get me for the holiday that feels just about right Mm -hmm. i'll keep that noted but after dealing with that i had a something really fun that alana and i have like one of our favorite kind of new product projects we have a client who is looking to dress like Dorit from the Housewives. So I was spending pretty much the whole day reaching out to Dior, reaching out to Versace, Balenciaga, Balmain, Gucci, getting her all these pieces so that we can kind of recreate these looks and she happened to look. Anyone who wants to dress like Dorit is like my kind of person. So having a client who allows us to create even better versions is just bringing us that much closer to Dorit. Like we will be her stylist because she's going to see this woman who is inspired by her in a much better way and be like, Hey, why is this knockoff version of me better than the original? No, exactly. It's because of the Solomon sisters. Exactly. So pretty much the day really summed up to say that I will and Alana will be, you know, Dorit stylist one day. We're working our way. Alana has already styled her sister. So it's just a slow process. We're just going to get there that much closer. So I think in yeah. anything, I was the one who worked really hard today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say that one of my life goals will be to be like the personal stylist for any really of the housewives across any franchise whilst they're filming. Like I want to be the one responsible for what the world is taking in, especially their interview looks. I was listening to Dr. Wendy on um, everything iconic podcast. Great interview. Everyone should check it out. But one of the things she said, which horrified me was the one interview look that she hated was she was had like a short hair look, which also was my least favorite. And she was saying that her stylist backed out the day before. And I was like, fire them, hire us. I think she was talking about hairstylists, but the whole look felt to me like a styling issue. So I think there could have been better things done. And if we were her stylist, we would have gotten a better hairstyle for her. We would have done everything because we take care of you head to toe. That's true. And if that hairstyle was somehow, you know, non-negotiable, we would have told you never to wear that dress. Because those two... Mm -mm. They did not go together. You look like you were going in 1985 prom. But the thing is, Dr. Wendy is one of the most beautiful and chic housewives that we've had in a while. So, you know, if you are listening, Dr. Wendy, I would love to have you join our list of clients and we can make that happen for you. I'm excited for that adventure. I love that she has a dedication to Gucci. But I'm ready to explore some other brands with her, too. Mm-hmm. So, Dina, what would be your list of housewife? Like, who do you want to style the most and why? Obviously, still, it would be Dorit. Because even though I have a love affair with her, 
the way she has reached the public with her fashion. Like you want somebody, you know, who can really, who's also willing to be avant-garde in their fashion, want to have fun and be playful, wants to take risks and doesn't let the clothes wear her because kind of as we've kind of said before, I don't know if we said in this podcast, but Erica Jane is more like Lady Gaga. She's not into fashion. She lets the fashion become her. It wears her. You look at more of what she's wearing than the actual beauty of it. And yeah, I, it's very costumey. Yeah, and with Dorit, you actually want to go and wear every single item that she's in usually, especially when it's styled like to perfection. You usually want to go and grab the pieces. And that's what I'd want mm. as a client who can add that intrigue for us. So I feel like definitely Dorit, but that would be like as like, you know, complete gold. And then for who I think needs a makeover, obviously we've discussed this many of the times. I think Kyle and Leah, anyone who has a fashion label and can't dress, I think those are the first ones because we need to be boots on the ground, getting them to really know Kanye 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 West this shit, start working at the Gap. Start really learning from the brands. Go work for those designers because what you are producing is not working for us. No. And then I'm trying to think of others. There's actually, I think there are so many people. I mean, on such extreme levels, Vicky and Tamara, they have never dressed well. Why? And have, they're no longer housewives. There are just so many things of where I've seen housewives, you know, for instance, Candy. Candy on, on reunions usually looks so beautiful, actually. Like, she doesn't mm. usually bring it. But a day-to-day, sometimes I'm like, Candy, hey, hey, girl, what's up? You know, there are just certain people I'd like to sprinkle in a little. You know, I'd like to be, mm. um, is it Danny X Michelle? I'd like to be that for the world. Or was it the style Maeve of, like, she does all the Hailey Bieber's and the Bella Hadid? Mm. I'd like to be yeah, but they all dress the same. There's nothing that annoys me more than a stylist that dress all her clients the same. But it is a look, and now I feel like every Gen Xer is wearing that look. So, and the two of them, I feel like, really helped to establish that. That's true. Now, what about you? Are you gonna ask me who I want? Mm. I was just waiting. <laughs> no, I like you have Kyle on my list. Kyle's my number one though, and I'm gonna tell you why. I would have fun styling Dorit, but Dorit has a very strong sense of what she likes and what she doesn't. And I feel like she is more of a director on the ship. And I want someone who's more um moldable. And it there was something very interesting to me when Kyle said that she lets like I think the video editor decide what she's gonna wear. And that made me want to style her because she clearly is in need and help, especially now that she's got her new face. I feel like new face, new me, let's get you a new wardrobe. Let's give you a reason for people to really like your fashion. No more basic bitch looks. Like let's get you to the place where you deserve because she is even before, in my opinion, her no nose. She's a very beautiful lady. So I think like there's a lot to work with. She could do the hairography. We can get rid of these stupid fedoras. Like really get her something that kind of gives that je ne sais quoi to her beauty uh, rather than this basic myth. <laughs> anyway, my second runner up for housewives that I want to give a makeover for is actually someone I think you'll be very surprised to hear me say. Technically, she's no longer a housewife, but it's fresh enough, I feel I can say so, Dorinda. 
wait, let me tell you why. She dresses like she's her wallpaper, and I feel like her haircut is not doing it for her. I also think that there is a lot of people compliment her by calling her a broad, as if, you know, saying you're like some old-timey tough chick that should be like working at the dry cleaners or something. I want to bring out the, I want to broaden, if you will, her reach. I want her to soften her her edges and just create like a, a sort of look that is beautiful, but also adds a little femininity to her on the outside. So perhaps on the inside, she softens a little bit. <coughs> Pardon, I think she's a little too tough inside and out. And I think her fashion is loud and abrasive because that's what she is. And I would like to see her in, in a softened up, more refined look. I also think, again, maybe some different things than just Gucci. Love the Gucci, love the loyalty. Mm -hmm. But let's move on from Gucci, Dorinda. Let's try a little Chanel. A lot of people, though, who are new to exploring fashion, I feel like, especially when they want to look like I'm into fashion now, go for Gucci right now. It's sort of that hot, obvious piece to have that says, oh, you've got an interesting wardrobe. You've not got an interesting wardrobe. You've got someone who is getting you some Gucci pieces. So let's give your look a better finish I think we could do some more with her and you know when I first met Dorinda I was blown away by her beautiful eyes and I don't think she's working it like she needs a little Erica Jane kind of vibe with her eyes like work those eyes let's get a little more color that brings out that color like let's play a little more with that now can I say my final choice yeah Candace and let me explain one more time. Candace is beautiful. And she already has the right eye. Like she knows what pieces to buy. But Candace does not know how to put a look together. And when she does hit it out of the park, she really does it beautifully. But it feels like an accident because so many times she does not. And I want to sit there and I want to give her consistency. I want her to know that I got her and I can help her have that beautiful finish to her wardrobe that she just certainly lacks right now. I think together, Dina, you and I could make Candace her best, most beautiful self. I completely agree because Candace is somebody where I do, I like say I like her style, but it is kind of a mind fuck because then I'll look at what she's wearing. And I'm like, well, what I like is I love the shirt and I love the choker, but why did she choose those shoes? What's with the bottom? Mm. Or you're right. Sometimes she'll come in and I'm like, Candace, this is why I like your style. You've proven us to me right. Like you do have good taste. But then she'll show up in another scene. And I'm like, oh, Candace, why did you do this? I told people you have good style. I am a stylist. I am promoting you. And then you show up in this. Like, mm -hmm. was that the wedding? Oh, my gosh. That's mine. The diamonds and denim. That was a low moment for all of us. That was a, that was that was hard for all of us, and we started our season in that hard place. Yeah, we took it in. We had a come out strong, and and even then, I was like, "Oh my god!" Because at first, I thought yes, and then it went really no. Well, Candace will be our next client. Well, we're gonna do it on. I believe in us. But I first think that we've really got to focus on Dorinda because though she's not on our tellies at the moment, 
I do feel that we've been accosted too aggressively. And if she has any chance of coming back, she doesn't have to work on her inside. She has to work on that outside. And I think that's a great way to get into a fabulous interview with Miss Elise. And we can find out how she took on the fashion takes of the New York Housewives as well. Yes, definitely one of the questions we have to ask her. I think that's an amazing way to get into our interview with Elise from the New York Housewives. And let's hear what she has to say about all things fashion as well with the New York Housewives. Oh my God, you girls are so cute. Oh, we feel the same about you. <laughs> Thank you. We're so like honored that you're on here. You have no idea we you like made our year. Honestly, oh. and even when you wrote your lovely response about how you can't say no to sister, we were like, oh. <laughs> well, my pleasure. Do you have sisters as well? No, and I always wanted one. Oh, well, we'll be yeah, your half. <laughs> <laughs> Terrific. <laughs> Same color hair, so yeah, I can no, you'll you'll right in. You'll sit right in. <laughs> uh, we'd like to welcome Elise Lane to our podcast. We're so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for being with us. It is my absolute pleasure. And for those who are listening who don't know who you are, which means that they shouldn't be listening anyway, could you just introduce yourself? Yes. So most people know me from Real Housewives of New York. Um, I was on season 12, came on as Ramona's friend and left as her (laughs) (laughs) ex-friend. Yeah, now she's down to 49. Um, I hear one more dropped out. So I think it's 48. 48 now. Um, and I'm a cryptocurrency trader and I do my advice videos on Instagram because ever since the show, I get literally thousands of DMs asking for advice on various topics. So I started posting some of the most popular questions on Instagram. I've seen some of them. It's very interesting. I I wonder if that was something that you were always interested in doing, sort of like an advice sort of, not column, but the more modern take on it in this way, because you seem very natural at it. You know, I was always the go-to person for as long as I can remember. Even when I was in college, everybody came to me with their problems. Um, My daughter, as she was growing up, I was like the the one that all the friends called, you know, Mom Elise. Um, and some of her friends still, you know, send me screenshots of whatever, you know, text they're doing with some guy who's making them insane. And I'm the ghost texter. I tell them how to respond. Oh, I love that. Alana's like that for me. <laughs> I always enjoyed telling people, like, my advice and then getting credit for it but really I know in my head it's really come from like my mom and my grandmother in the university <laughs> or actually quite honestly from housewives and like watching what didn't go well and being able to apply it to the real world <laughs> as much as you can apply yeah. everything on housewives to the real world <laughs> you kind of use it as an example yeah exactly no but you wouldn't even believe because 
we both work in, um, we're stylists, we're personal stylists and personal shoppers. So a lot of times people like will share with us things going on in their life and it'll sound familiar. I'm like, I've seen an episode of Housewives. I know what to do. <laughs> but I think one of the reasons we actually loved you on the Housewives is because you did have such like an even keel, like you were able to like kind of come from both perspectives. And I love that because you were never angry or this and that. Like, I know you were pushed at one point to yes. the edge. Right. <laughs> and it's justified. It did seem very, very justified. But I, but I always, like, for me, I really sort of fell for you, if you will, during uh, one of the early episodes because there was that terrible scene with Dorinda and Ramona in Ramona's flat. And the way you handled it and the way you sort of brought this really nice, feeling to everything it was just sort of like you understood what was happening and was not going to allow for it and I love that oh well thank you very much well it was always hard to get a word in with those ladies but when they let me I always was trying to to calm down the situation yeah they're yeah. very high energy <laughs> women <laughs> they seem very passionate <laughs> once they get on their um, Right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's always some, you need someone who brings that sort of even tone who can kind of also add wit while doing yeah. it, which you do beautifully. Yes, you Thank really you. Do, kind of like a Bethany in training. <laughs> <laughs> now, I knew Bethany when she, before anybody knew Bethany, by the way. Did oh, you? Really? How did you know her? So, I actually introduced Bethany and Jill Zarin to one another. <laughs> but we love Jill Zarin. I, I love Jill Zarin. She lives in our hood and we're always doing like a little watch trying to find her. I saw Ram, um, Mario the other day and Siggy from New Jersey yesterday. So we do see Housewives <laughs> in the Wild. But in Boca, everyone. Yeah, in the Wild, that's seen, funny. I've not seen Jill yet. <laughs> oh, well, I was literally just texting with her about an hour ago. She is wonderful. And I think she's the reason that New York is what it is. I would love to see her back. I was really disappointed when we only got a taste of her this season. Yeah, well, actually, Jill was one of the people who really organized the first cast. Yeah, yeah, you can you know? see it. And you can see the difference once she left, sort of what kind of developed in terms of the dynamics. I, I, I miss, I miss her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, her, and her relationship with her daughter is wonderful. Allie is an always was one of the sweetest sweetest you know well now she's a young woman but even as a kid she you just wanted to hug her because she was just always joyful and sweet and considerate so Jill did a great job with her I love what they're doing with the mosques and the charity I think it's amazing that they, they've sort of found a way to give back in a time where I think it's so important to give back and use their platform in such a nice way yeah, yeah, I agree with you. So, how did you introduce Jill and Bethany? I'm so Was it like love at first sight between all of you guys? So, um, oh no. Um, <laughs> 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 well, all right. So I met Jill when she first came to the city. She, uh, she and Bobby had just gotten together. And I met her through a mutual friend who was actually, who did one of the first reality shows. Her name was Lisa Gastineau. And oh, she did a show with her daughter, Gastineau I Girls. I that show. Oh, yeah, that show, yeah. So I was on that. <laughs> oh my God, I have to rewatch it. Yeah. We 
it when like, it was out. It. Yeah, when it was out at the time. Yeah. All I can always remember every time I'm like looking for a white t-shirt is when she got mad at Britney for taking a white t-shirt of hers and you go into the room and there's like a hundred <laughs> white t-shirts. So Lisa said to me when my daughter was very young and Britney was a teenager and we were filming. So I just, I show up in a couple of episodes, but there was one scene and I don't remember if it made it on camera or not, but it was the, the most precise words anyone could have ever said to me as a mother of a daughter. So I said to her, so do you have any advice for me when Nicole's, you know, comes into her teen years? And Lisa like looked at me very deadpan and she went, lock your closet. <laughs> and to this day I have to think of her because my daughter her favorite place to shop is in my closet and I remember when she turned like 15 or 16 my daughter sends me a text message great news I now fit into your shoes too <laughs> and I'm like who is this great news for certainly not for me you know and then when she went off, I mean, so it was all okay when she was living home, but when she went off to college and she went to school in the city, she went to Columbia. So it was literally like an Uber ride away. She would hijack my clothes. So I was like, you know, I knew what I wanted to wear, you know, when I had to go to something and I'd go to my closet 10 minutes before I'm supposed to be at this event, it's nowhere to be found. And sure enough, you know, it's up at school and my daughter's like, well, you could come get it. And I'm like, no, you're bringing it back down. So those I'm were- uh, daughter. I feel like I am your daughter. I am that You should have listened to your advice, put a lock on it. Although I should have locked it. It was the best thing that Lisa ever said to me. But, but so was, that's yeah, how I met Jill. Took, um, oh, I love that though. Yeah, it would have been devastating if my mom took it, that advice. But so Lisa introduced you to Jill. So Lisa introduced me to Jill. Um, and I met Bethany because I was with my- my first husband, the, the father of my daughter, um, and we were with his brother and we were at some restaurant club and Bethany was sitting next to us and my brother-in-law thought she was about the cutest thing he'd ever laid eyes on. And he wanted to talk to her and he was trying to get her attention and it wasn't happening. So I just tapped her on the shoulder, you know, and I, I, I'm an excellent wingman. And I picked up Bethany for him. Um, but Bethany was more into talking to me than she was into him. But they went out, I think once or twice and Bethany and I had stayed friends. Um, and this is even before she did Martha Stewart Apprentice. I mean, that, that oh, shows wow. you. Yeah. So, um, Are you when guys she, still friendly? No, you know, we, uh, we had had a, a falling out years ago. Um, and now if we see each other, you know, we'll certainly be friendly and we'll say hello, but we're not, you know, at one time we were really good friends. So yeah. we're, you know, but I have, and I've always had tremendous respect for her. Even when she had nothing and could barely pay her rent, you knew when you looked at Bethany, this woman was going places. She was always very scrappy, very smart. Yeah. 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 I think even like watching, First season, Dina and I during quarantine for lack of anything else to do, we rewatched 
um, Honey. And in, then we ended up watching Bethany Ever After because she's so like inspirational in her drive. Yeah, 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 she really is. Yeah, she wants you guys want to go. That's so cool to yeah. know that you were at the center. Like, these are the things that should have been on this show. Yeah, I love like that. That I feel like in a lot of the housewives, you can tell a lot of it has been manipulated. Like, the women don't actually know each other. And one of the things I love about New York is that you can tell you guys actually are friends. You have history. history. You have like all these beautiful stories. So there is then that longevity of really knowing who that person is. So you're bringing in all this emotional aspect, which I think like you know when you're for example having issues with Ramona it's so much beyond the show like you guys have a history you guys have a story that maybe it's contributed to it but there was like a long yeah yeah that was unfortunate because that was a very real friendship that blew up on national tv so that was definitely unfortunate what was your process like on this show? I'm so curious because you're actually the, the first housewives we really ever had like a pleasure of talking to like this. And I'm so curious, like in terms of like the vetting and how you guys, cause I'm, I'm assuming you guys have like call times and things like that. And I remember, I don't know if it was on the show or if I just heard it, but there were some messages where Ramona was telling you to come to certain events or something and you didn't, um, you had other plans or anything like how does that process work so with me unlike the other girls because the other girls were all con- you know under contract to be on the show and I really came on very spontaneous I, I didn't try out for the show um, I, I really was meeting Ramona the night the first um, episode at T-Bar of season 12 I was meeting her for a drink pretty much it was supposed to be you know, after she was done filming that, you know, the scene that she did at T-Bar. And I got there and ended up, you know, first I sort of sat on the side with the producers and then I ended up jumping into the scene um, thinking that would be, that would be that, you know, we had a fun night and, and I got a kick out of it. And then they had asked me to come back. And at the time I was, I was on a friend's boat um, and Ramona kept saying, get off the boat. And I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> and swim? <laughs> um, so that's how, so literally it was that spontaneous at first. Um, and it wasn't until Newport that they ended up sending me a contract um, and asking me to, to be on it on a more regular basis. And how, how did you feel that trip, having like been more in it from that? Did you think it was a good fit from that? Like, like how, what was your experience like? Because it was a very strange trip. It was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. I was. So I also knew, I knew Dorinda for years. I knew her when she was married to Richard. And my uh, guy that I used to date, uh, we used to hang out with Richard and Dorinda. So I had never seen Dorinda in housewives mode. Right. So I had never experienced her, her wrath, you know? So <laughs> the first time I truly experienced it. So, I mean, she's, she sort of went off on me a little bit when I questioned Luann taking a drink, but the first time I really experienced her wrath was in Newport. Yeah. Um, so that I was a little taken back by that because my nature, I'm, I'm pretty calm. I'm not someone who likes to fight and get in the mess. Um, and even when Leah got so upset with me, I was, 
a little surprised, but in hindsight, I understood why she got upset. Yeah. But you guys are quite close now. I know I've, I've sort of seen stuff where it seems like you guys have a Yeah, good, you have like, a nice like, banter yeah. too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, Lee and I definitely, after Newport, started to, before Newport, we were actually communicating pretty well, actually, um, off of Roni. We were interested in sort of the same politics and um, and then after Newport, she and I started to get closer. And then over the summer, we got, we got super close. Yeah. And during the other age, because you said you knew him when, when she was with Richard and he was still alive and obviously growth and everything like that. But I always imagine her like totally different, like quite, quite different when she back then versus the Dorinda we even met first season when she was still kind of Let's right. Unseasoned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Dorinda was, I think she felt more safe when Richard was alive, right? And no matter what, you know, when you walk around in the world and, and I think how you project yourself into the world, when you feel emotionally and physically safe, I think the the world just appears different to you. You could be experiencing the exact same thing, but yet you experience it differently than you would when you don't feel safe. And I think that after Richard passed, um, Dorinda never really felt safe again. Oh, that's sad. But I, I completely agree with what you're saying because you can even see it then this season. I feel like it was finally, because at least how she spoke, she said she never really dealt with the death. And I feel like this was the first year she actually kind of was allowing herself to feel anything. So then you could see that throughout the show. But I mean, you were there firsthand. I think a lot of her behavior this season, it was like, to me, someone who not only hadn't dealt with the death, but had also like built up resentment towards people who had their own happiness happening. Like it seemed like there was a lot of projection happening. Yeah, I don't, I, I'll never really understand um, what Dorinda felt toward Tinsley. Yeah, yeah I so, don't know yeah. <laughs> Well, I was like super though shocked at the reunion when your name was brought up and you weren't able to come. Were you invited to come? I was not. Um, so Ramona did not want me at the reunion. Um, and I thought it was really disgusting that they brought up my name. Me too. Yeah, because I felt like you should have been there. I do think you were a breath of fresh air. You I mean, were. You are. Yeah. I mean, you're <laughs> Thank so you. beautiful, first of all. Yeah, I'm you're, staring it's, at yeah, you. It's skin. really hard. I keep yeah. like, looking to the side to Dina because I don't want to look like I'm like staring too hard. <laughs> you're so Thank you. Um, our father's a dermatologist, so I'm yeah. always like, oh my God. Oh. But, um, <laughs> I really felt like both Alana and I, when you first came on, we like at first were like, okay, let's see where this goes. And then as soon as we got more and more time with you, I know the two of us were like, okay, we want more. Like, I want to learn her story. She's so wise. She's so smart. Like she is coming from each perspective, which I love because I feel like sometimes on the housewives, it's very strong in this kind of one way. And I always felt Bethany had that 
too, where she was giving that kind of balance more so. Mm-hmm. And we'd lost that for so long. And then you came and I was like, okay, we're getting back. <laughs> and you do have, so right now I would like, so are you in terms of obviously Ramona, I'm assuming the obvious answer, you don't have a friend <laughs> right. anymore, but with right. the other ladies, where do you stand? Um, so Dorinda and I will text here and there, and sometimes we talk on the phone, but it's not, uh, it's, it's not an everyday thing. Uh, Lee and I are still in touch with one another. Um, I've not, um, Sonia and I used to text each other, but not since the reunion. I got pretty upset with her at the reunion for um, basically enabling Ramona's you know, BS story. Um, and everything, and by Sonia condoning what Ramona said was the antithesis of what she was saying to me all season, because all season, Sonia was sort of egging me on saying, why are you letting her treat you so badly? You know, why are you letting her treat you like low men on the totem pole? So Sonia, Dorinda, I mean, everybody was sort of poking the tiger with me saying, wow, like, you know, she's, Ramona's really making a fool out of you. Um, and then all of a sudden at the reunion, she, you know, basically capitulates to whatever Ramona says. And that bothered me. And Lou, just because Lou was even to me the more yeah, I most vocal, Lou, like kind of co-signing what she said. I'm saying Lou, like we're best yeah, friends. Because um, <laughs> they, I think they compared you to Barbara, which I found so offensive, but interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, so Barbara and I actually have become friends um, because People were comparing the two of us and someone on Twitter was like, you two really need to know one another. (laughs) And so she and I got in touch with each other and literally like very spontaneously, she's like, hey, you want to have a coffee? I'm like, sure. When? She's like, in an hour? And I'm like, yeah, I'm there. Um, And so we became friends and now Barbara and I talk quite often and the comparison between the two of us, now that I know her, I actually can see it because she was a really good friend to Luann. Very a really good friend to Luann. So much more than you saw on screen where Barbara was in supporting Luann behind the scenes and where I was in supporting Ramona behind the scenes. Um, yeah, the two of us were, were definitely similar. And it's I find it almost funny that Ramona and Luann shore one another up that we were so similar and, you know, you know, sort of be gone with us kind of a thing. And Barbara and I are looking at the two of them thinking, you idiots, you know, you, you literally just dismissed the two women in your lives that championed you. No, it's so true because even when I've like read stuff about um, like Barbara and Luann and even Bethany flat out said it, like Barbara was like her fighter. So it was so shocking. And then also in the past, like I've heard stuff about like you and Ramona through blogs, like you were her number one like team that. And I don't know, because again, if this is not something you want to talk about, but I read something in, in the Bravo that had actually said like that you were kind of put in a position where you yeah. were asked to do something that you felt wasn't like morally right. And because you said no, that's what kind of ended. I don't know if that's true, but I, I found that like, at least when I read it, I was like, well, that makes sense because you seem so above board. You wouldn't be playing these games. Yeah, no, I, um, I'll, I would never, 
The only time I went against my grain was in Newport when Ramona wanted me to side with her about not having Leah's sister come. And then I actually walked that back while we were in Newport. Um, I was the one that sort of went offside and it wasn't seen on camera, but said to Ramona, you got to let her sister come. Like, she's obviously like beyond, you know, she's, she's inconsolable. So you got to let the sister come. Um, but no, that's not what our falling out was over. I, I can't tell you what it was over because I really don't know. I'm not keeping it a secret. I don't know. I imagine just, um, totally as an observer that Ramona maybe it's scary having someone who really sees the the real you in an environment where it I always compare the show to the Hunger Games like (laughs) I well so do I by the way yeah so for me I think it's a type of show where it's like your most vulnerable um you know fact is the the whole point is to come out and make you face that part of you or make that face that thing you've done and a kind of these group of women who are under the umbrella of friendship are going to push you to that point. And I think having a real friend of significant time and, you know, vulnerability had been shared between you two. I think that was very frightening, especially when you're someone who you said it yourself, you give the good advice. So you're not going to be someone who kind of is pushed into doing something because it will make good TV. You're going to hold true to your own kind of moral uh, compass. Right. Um, but, you know, the irony is, right, I mean, these women really went for the juggler on one another. And if you look at what my big crime with Ramona was, I asked her if she considered me a good friend, right? It was at the Halloween thing. And I was like, you know, when Sonia said, you treat your friend like crap. And I was like, well, I do feel that way. You know, what kind of friend do you consider me? she lost it, right? So that was my big crime. So if you think about all the things that Sonia said to her, Dorinda, Luann, I mean, these girls are so evil to one another. And I never, to this day, have not betrayed a single confidence of hers. Um, I've never used anything against her on camera. And off camera, she actually tried to destroy me in our friend group, in our social circle, And there's a handful of women that absolutely took her side and I will never have anything to do with them again. Because my feeling is, you know, you've known me for 20 years. You've known her for 20 years. You should judge me based on the person that you've known all these years, right? So when I've shown up for you because you had surgery and I'm sitting with you in the hospital or I'm bringing you to doctor's appointments, judge me based on that. Not because Ramona all of a sudden has this, um, you know, epiphany that I'm an evil person. That's so bad. Right? Yeah. So these really deeply kind of caught in because I, I always forget you do have this probably shared social circle. Out yeah, there. yeah, we do. The, uh, the group of 50 friends, <laughs> you know, that was, you know, that's my social circle too. And I'd say there's um, maybe five or six women that I will never have anything to do with again because you know, with me, I've had plenty of friends go at it with one another. And I would always say to them, don't talk badly about her in front of me. Don't talk, you know, if I'm in a group of people and I hear women talking badly about someone who's not there, 
I will always shut it down. I will always say, you know what? Don't say anything behind her back that you won't say to her face. And if you're going to say it to her face, take her aside and have a productive conversation. Staying on this show I know, I really do. You too. would make the most perfect time. I mean, that's the exact thing the show is missing at this point. I feel like there's no one who has your like standard. Did, did they ever, uh, would you ever even want to go back if they ever approached you or did you just kind of find the experience? Um, you know, there was a time where I thought I could actually um, bring some sort of common sense to it, um, make it more like a, a sex in the city where the ladies were all friends. And yes, you could bicker with one another, but ultimately you love one another and you'd never really try to hurt the other person. Yeah. But that's not what the show is about. That's not what they wanted. Um, I kept saying all along in the beginning to producers, I was like, look, I don't know if I'm right for this because I'm not going to get into the screaming and producers would, would get upset with me because if you could see some scenes like um, during the Tiki Torch thing when, yeah. when they're all fighting in the kitchen and I literally step back um, and there are some other scenes where I just step back at times, I think I'm off camera. I, I tried to walk out of the camera, but sometimes the wide angle got me. Um, I just didn't want to partake in it. And the producers would say to me, no, you got to get in there. You got, and I was like, oh, but that's not me. So initially they were saying to me, you do you, you do you. We like who you are, the voice of reason. But the reality was they didn't really like the voice of reason, right? They wanted it messy. Yeah. Um, and the women made it very difficult for me. And especially considering how long I really have known them. And I know Luann had some bullshit story that she didn't know me. I've known Luann a long time. We were never friends, but we've known each other. I mean, we've been in the same orbit. Um, I've never had a harsh word with her, so I don't know what her problem was, but they made it very difficult, right? You've never heard anyone ask me about myself the entire season, right? You wouldn't, you wouldn't know what I did for a living. You wouldn't know that I had a child. We talked about that. Right. Yeah. Like we wanted to know more. I think there's one scene, right? Where you, I think well, you I mentioned think you your ex-husband. Yeah, I think it was when Sonia went off about her cha-cha. I think uh, yeah. <laughs> when you guys, you were talking a little bit about yourself in that moment, but I think it was sort of sidetracked by Sonia's. Yeah, I don't shave my yeah. feet. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, so I feel like the, the moment is sort of yeah, like getting to know sort of more about you. But I do feel like I, I wonder if there is, and I sound like Carrie, I couldn't help but wonder um, if I'm. You do feel like there was something because outside of the fight with Ramona, I I feel like there was a reason that you were maybe attracted to this show, like a message or or something in your your kind of interest in the dynamic that you kind of were hoping maybe to bring and to add to it. What what do you feel like was the maybe biggest thing that you felt perhaps was lost? what because they didn't capture it like was there oh i think every aspect of me was lost right i don't think that anybody got to know me people got to know me much more after you know out after the show through instagram through podcasts and interviews um through articles that were written about me a few people wrote you know 10 things to know about elise or um 
you know, five things to know about her. Right? I mean, so people started, you know, curious about me. Um, but I don't think that viewers got to know me in any capacity in the show. Do you feel the show is a realistic kind of idea of like when you guys are together, like day to day, your kind of interactions, or is it kind of more, cause you even said the producers were at first like be you and then wanted you to get more. Is it more like them in your ear being like, no, this is what this has to be about. This kind well, of the producers were, they definitely uh, poked the tiger, but the girls, they also do it on their own, but think about real life, right? If you had friends like this, would you ever, after one of these fights, no, um, would you ever have anything to do with this person again? No. <laughs> no. Like Alana and I have discussed that before. Like, I mean, even if you think about with Ramona and Bethany on the bridge, like, I don't know if you've watched that past. Yeah, past did you watch old? Like, no, no, I didn't. I only, I watched the first season. Um, and the truth was the fighting between all of them put knots in my stomach and I stopped watching. Okay. And so then probably... I pop up in season 10 um, at, a, at a couple of parties, at a yeah, dinner. Yeah, they flashback. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, and so I watched a few in season 10. I went back and watched season 11 when I already started filming because I just said, all right, I got to sort of figure out what's going on here. Um, but no, I mean, the way, the way these women talk to one another, I would never speak to anyone again, right? I mean, you think about now, it's no secret, I'm clearly not a Luann fan. Um, yeah. And, and, it, and it's more because of like reciprocity, right? I would have had nothing against her if she wasn't such a jerk to me. Yeah, but, of course. She definitely know, triggered by you. Yeah, she was, and I don't know why, because, you know, I was very supportive of her. I was supportive of her, of her sobriety. I, you know, I thought she was beautiful. I mean, I just, you know, I'd seen Luann when she was, um really drinking and doing whatever else she was doing and then i saw her cleaned up and i thought wow yeah. she's really she's really grown good for her so i don't know why i triggered her but if you think about how many times dorinda said to her well i didn't get a mugshot over it right if you, right so i mean if i were luann i would have been like i will never interact with you again right or the mean things that ramona would say to her and then I, they were all brutal to each other. No, they really are. Even I think there's a scene in this season between like Luann and Sonia. And I just think, how can Sonia like put herself through this? Like I would just be like- Oh, yeah. in, in the Berkshires? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it was horrible the way Luann spoke to Sonia. It was horrible. Uh, you know, also, so I mean, Dorinda and Luann are in- the Berkshires in Mexico. I couldn't even believe at the reunion when they seemed to have some sort of bond left because their interactions were so negative and so nasty, especially for, in terms of Dorinda towards Luen. I mean, how could you ever trust someone again who uses, you know, your deepest wounds, right? I mean, what Luann went through with getting arrested and stuff I mean, I would imagine that is so raw. And for someone to keep putting that in your face, how could you ever really, you know, oh, I love you. Now you hug and make up. Like, are you, I mean, it's words 
words wound, you know, worse than physical pain sometimes, right? I mean, I have always said to my daughter and I give on my advice videos and I say, when you're going to fight with someone, there are rules, right? You don't go for the juggler because long after you forget what you're fighting about, you will remember the mean things that are said. And these girls, they always go there, but it seems to be what the viewers want, I guess, because, you know, in the beginning, people thought that I was boring. You know, everyone, was, you know, I saw on Twitter, everyone thought I was so boring. Everyone, though, I have to say, because I, before Alana we were, loved you right away. Yeah, and I wanted to get to know you more, because I felt like they kept throwing you in in the beginning in little scenes, but I wasn't getting your story, and I, I had so many questions, and Alana right away was like, we need her on this show. <laughs> she meant to be here. <laughs> so then I, thank you, Alana. <laughs> I had an instant appreciation for you, and I will say, like, even some of the podcasts I was listening to who were super fans, like ourselves, you know, they were saying very positive things about you. I think you were actually like a piece to the puzzle that felt missing. And then you came in and I actually probably my biggest criticism of this season was I was very upset when you weren't in Mexico. Mm -hmm. I was very upset when you weren't involved in things because I felt like Ramona, in my personal opinion, I don't think the ladies should be producing the show. They right. should be they're featured, they're, they're stars. I'm not saying that they're not. And I appreciate what they're giving to us because whether it's real or not, it's they're giving still, their soul. It's still yeah. like something we're getting. Look, had I lost it on Ramona, they would have absolutely wanted me in Mexico sort yeah. of thing, right? I mean, Ramona didn't want me there and the producers were back and forth, you know, can you come? And I had plans to go away with my husband. We were going to Art Basel. And the oh, producers were like, <laughs> you oh, like our puzzle? <laughs> I was there last year. Yep, yep. I, we were there. Um, but, but the producers were saying, um, you know, well, you know, would you be able to cancel your trip? Would you be able to come to Mexico? But then Ramona, like, basically threw down the gauntlet and said, no, she's not coming. And they denied that Ramona had anything to do with it, but Ramona had everything to do with it. Did the women really like influence all? Well, sure, but I'm sure had I come out swinging, like they wanted me to start a fight with Ram Ramona at her birthday party. And I said, I'm not doing it. I said, I'm not gonna start a fight with her. It's her birthday, I'm not doing it. Um, of course, no good deed goes unpunished because no matter how much I treated her with kid gloves and went against what everybody wanted me to do, you know, I still turned out to be the, the evil person. Not but us. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but it was, um, so I'm sure if I were going to get, you know, if I got nasty and, and tried to, you know, pull out, you know, everything I knew about Ramon and use it against her. Yeah, they would have loved me, but it, it just, it wasn't worth selling my soul. So do you wish though, at certain points, maybe I'm not saying in a nasty way or in a way that was um, not matching what was happening, but do you wish you had been more vocal during the season about what you felt like was happening behind the scenes? You know, the truth is no, no, I don't because I don't, I, I think you always, um, I don't think you ever regret what you didn't say, right? I think you regret what you do say, yeah. but I don't yeah. think you regret what you didn't say. 
Um, so with all that I'm feeling now and all the, and I do have a lot of anger toward Ramona, um, but if I had let that out on the show, you know, maybe, you know, viewers would have loved it, but I, I don't think I would have felt good about myself. I could still walk away now, whether or not people think that I betrayed her or not. I know that I was a good friend to her. I know that I really went against what production wanted. I went against what the cast wanted and I had her back, you know? So when I expressed to Sonia calling, you know, Ramona one-way street because I was so angry with her, that was like the worst thing I said about her, yeah. you know? So I can look myself in the mirror and say, you know what, if, if, you know, Ramona's 50 friends, if a few of those girls want to judge me and think I betrayed her, well, then you're a bunch of idiots. Um, but I, you know, you could watch the whole uh, season again and see. Yeah, you didn't do anything. I, I, honestly, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. That, that there are people out there and genuinely like shocked. shocked, but also really put off that anyone could have watched this season and found anything negative in your action. Like you didn't do anything. I think it was more for all of us, like a bit of a mystery, like what happened that made yeah. Ramona turn against you because you were so lovely. And then it's all of a sudden she's really being She was like just to me from the Hollywood, Halloween, sorry, no, I said Hollywood, uh, <laughs> Halloween party onward. It was like something in her had switched and you seem to be in my opinion, like sort of playing catch up, like where, where's this energy coming from? Yeah, I mean, even in, look, I mean, in Newport, she was completely ignoring me, right? And everything, I was always sort of seated on the end and I was always an afterthought. And I kept thinking, you know, look, this is her livelihood, this is her show. I'm just, I'm just sort of here for the ride, that's fine. Um, and so I didn't take offense to it, but then it started to become really obvious. And then it was just awkward when we were off camera and together, there was just a disconnect and I could never, I kept saying what's wrong and she wouldn't talk about it. Um, I still don't know what, what my big crime was, but you know, at this point it doesn't matter. There was a time when filming ended and she wanted to talk to me and make up with me. And I admit that I was not willing to, I was just, I was so angry already um, and I'd kept so much in that I just needed some time to pass. And then by the time the summer came and I still took the high road when I did, you know, interviews, I always built her up. I never put her down. And then she did an interview and she really dragged me during this interview. And then it hit, then it was in the papers saying I brought nothing to the show. Producers didn't even want me there. Well, so then I posted text messages from her with, where the producers yeah. are saying how much they love me and to yeah, get me to come yeah, back on, <laughs> you know, because I was like, really, you know, and, and with everything that she said, even, you know, when Sonia was saying at the reunion, yeah, at least didn't have you back. And then I posted a text message from Sonia, you know, saying, yeah, Ramona treated you horribly kind of a thing. So, I mean, I'm just sort of about the truth and I guess, you know, there's an expression, right? People believe their own BS, right? So I believe that Ramona believes whatever her, her conversation pattern is. No, I can see that. I do agree. You know, but, you know, so, I mean, did I, you know, at one point, did I wish I could have gone back and sort of, I felt like I was publicly humiliated on the show because I never did get to say my piece. No one got to know me. And then, you know, 
some people were saying, you know, oh, she's thirsty. And I'm like, thirsty? I'm like walking off camera. What do you, you know? I'm not saying a word. Like, what makes me thirsty? You know? I don't think you're thirsty at all. Like, I do, which I don't think has to do with thirsty. I remember that there was a bit of like, at the time, because it was during quarantine, right? The cameo video came out. And I remember that did cause a bit of like a stir. Ooh. But I never thought of you as thirsty. Oh, well, people fell in love with me after the cameo. I love, honestly, you from before, and I am not, like, I don't know how to say this, right? I know, know, just in terms of respecting your past friendship, I love Ramona as a villain. So I think she makes great entertainment. She's great TV, but she's like, I, I, I know that you probably, you, you've maybe seen the clip if you haven't watched it, but when, when she like eviscerated Bethany on the bridge, I was like, oh, she's good TV. Like she knows how to, like you said, go for the juggler. I wouldn't want to be friends with a person like that. I wouldn't want, like, I'd be scared to interact with them in, in the right. real world. But in terms of what you're getting in, ter- in terms of the platform of the show. She's the person you love to hate. Yes. yes. And, I, you know, I think she she does have this entertaining um like you don't want Character. her gone, but you're like, why? Why is she saying that? Why is she doing that? Right. Why is she making those life decisions? But, but I will say, and I, I I felt this way. Not I'm not saying this because you're here in front of me. It's such an amazing pleasure as well. But honestly, <laughs> I was immediately put off from her watching your dynamic literally from the beginning and I don't even know if it was something that was brewing behind but I remember having a conversation with Dina where I said that like I felt like producers told her to bring on someone so that she could ice them well no she actually wanted to bring me on as an ally so when she first brought me on she thought Bethany was still going to be on right no one knew yet that Bethany had left and I um she knew that I knew Bethany and I'm actually, you know, I, I, I'm known for having like very quick one-liners and a quick sort of cutting sense of humor, but I don't do it in a vicious way. But I think she brought me on as an ally and I would have been her ally. She just, it was bizarre. Like as soon as she brought me on, she started to want to shut me down. So it could have been a completely different dynamic, you know, a very real friendship between us. It was a friendship with our families. I mean, my, you know, she was close with me, with my husband, with my daughter, Um, you know, we were family friends. So it could have been a great dynamic and I would have had her back. Um, You know, often there were scenes like the scene at her apartment after they went to the Russian bath I think she felt like I didn't have her back enough. Even though I got the girls to come back into the apartment, she thought I didn't have her back. But the truth was, I didn't know what happened at the Russian bath. So because I was brought in in random scenes, having no idea what had happened in the previous filming, how could I jump in? You know, I mean, Dorinda would have been like, you have no idea what happened or what you're talking about. And I would be like, well, that's true because I wasn't there. So when they do the filming of the different scenes, are you a, like, were, are you invited to come or are there just some scenes that they... No, no. So I, I had no idea what happened at the bath and there were other scenes I had no idea. And, you know, when Ramona said at Halloween, like in the Berkshire, she made a comment that I jumped on the bandwagon. First she had a fight with Dorinda and then I jumped on. 
that wasn't that's not what happened right the if you watch it again the series events were i confronted her and asked her why she was treating me the way she was when she walked away from me she had the fight with dorinda yeah right so her her whole story another lie exposed um and then when dorinda you know made that toast at the halloween party and i saw ramona was visibly upset I still went over to her, even though she dismissed me and treated me like an idiot. I still went over to her to see if she was okay, in which she was dismissive again. And then when filming was done later on that night, she was really disgusting to me. And that was, that was the, you know, the beginning of the end, basically. I feel like she must be projecting onto you because no matter what, Dorinda came after Tinsley and her this whole season and has been very aggressively coming after the two of them. So I felt like maybe because she thought maybe Dorinda was going to be back next season, she took out all her anger on you because maybe she could feel. I don't know. I don't right. know. And personally, um, and I know they're real people to you, so I really want to be careful. <laughs> That's but, okay. But to me, just coming from the perspective of them as TV characters, if you will, I couldn't, I almost got visibly ill seeing all of them show kindness to Dorinda during the reunion, not because I can't appreciate that she had this whole emotional thing happening, but because her, she was so cruel. It, there was like, there is this level of unkindness. And it makes me think though, right now, when you're talking about how, you know, you had communication and you guys were kind of reaching out and that you said you weren't ready when she reached out to you, but she showed those receipts with Dorinda. Did you watch the reunion? Fully? Yeah. So when yeah. she showed that and, and then, you know, she, she threw them up to say like, oh yeah, no, I reached out to you and everything. And then Andy read them. Yeah. I mean, that's the type of thing where I think right now, I wish you were there because there's the receipts that you have that I would like to know, like, what was she saying? What did she think she could say? Was this just about filming and entertainment? Was there something real behind it? I'm so curious. I posted some of them. Yeah. Because yeah. when when she, after the reunion, when uh when she called me evil, like with Luann, right? When they had that scene where they, where they called me evil and stuff, um, and then Ramona's like, oh, you know, she's not a girl's girl. I, I got so pissed off because I didn't have a voice and that was really frustrating yeah. where if I was so evil, why did she reach out to me when filming was done to try to want to bring me back into the fold, yeah. right? What was the point of it? Right. Yeah. So obviously if I thought someone was pure evil or the black widow, as she called me, um, if I thought that about someone, I would never reach out to them ever again. I would be done. So why did she all of a sudden want to be friends again? And she got angry that I didn't welcome her right away. And all I needed, I didn't reject her. I just, at the time, it wasn't the right time to talk. Um, and I figured we would talk again over the summer. I figured we'd see each other and we would talk over the summer. Um, and then the cameo came out and that blew everything up. And the cameo was not premeditated, by the way. When I called Leah into the cameo, I had no idea what she was going to say. 
No, I mean, to me, yeah, it did not look that it way. It like you guys were having a fun day. Yeah, and, and it just sort of made me happy because I just thought you genuinely seemed like people who had a real friendship. And one of the things that I loved the most seeing, which is what attracted me to the Housewives uh, as a series anyway, was the real dynamics, real friendships and, and, and the laughs. And I actually think this season of Rahani was, one of the hardest to watch because it definitely seemed like there was a lot more drinking and a lot less like heart. It was a lot nastier. Right. And so then seeing something like that, it was so nice. It just reminded <laughs> you why those show the show is so great in the franchises. I know there was a lot of like obviously a lot of negative negativity towards the show. Was there any moment that was like a high for you yeah. or that was maybe something like nice that came of it or was it kind of not that well, I I did get to know um, a lot of the the viewers from the show. So a lot of people started reaching out to me. I did a complete 180 on Twitter because Twitter started out not liking me to really rallying around me. Um, and on Instagram, I mean, I get hundreds of DMs still. I can't you know, believe you <laughs> and I try to respond to to everyone. Um, I've never let people have offered to you know take over my social media, and they're like, "Oh, let us you know really grow your social media," and I'll never do it because I said, you know, I have a personal relationship with the people who reach out to me, and there are some people I've gotten very close with. Um, so that as that aspect of it, I love. Um, and I definitely enjoyed getting to know Leah. It's definitely unfortunate what happened with me and Ramona. I think maybe it would have happened eventually anyway, right? Yeah. Because I think I gave her, you know, when, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. So when I started to look back at our years of friendship and I started saying, well, wait a minute, that was a red flag and that was a red flag. So I had to have known that this was going to blow up sometime. Yeah, I think that it always happens, like when, especially with someone that it really hurts to lose, I think like when you start thinking about it, you can oftentimes see like, oh, you know what, there were signs of that character, I just wasn't listening to what was in front right. of Right, yeah. right. And so, you know, would I, would I have liked to show, I mean, even I thought about it, if, considering how close Leah and I got, if I was back on this season, um, if Leah ever betrayed anything I confided in her, you know, we were spending a lot of time together this summer and stuff. And then all of a sudden, if she now used that against me in the show, I would be devastated. Nor would I ever use anything against her. And she confided so much in me. And yet the show is about this conflict, right? They, they constantly want conflict and resolution. But how can you really have resolution when someone hurts you so badly? Yeah. So the love that they showed for Dorinda at the reunion, do I believe it? No, I don't believe any of them love one another. I mean, I know what Ramona used to tell me about how she felt about all the girls, that there's no love there. So, so wait, are, are Ramona and Sonia? Yeah, I was just gonna ask you a question. Are they not really like a freaking a frat? Because, a frat, Well, I, I, know what, I know what Ramona has said to me about Sonia. You know, so I would not, if I was Sonia and a fly on the wall, I wouldn't be happy about it. Well, I would like to believe that Tinsley, Leah, and you are all 
Yeah. Those are real those things. Are, when we're yeah. seeing you guys out and about, I like to think those are real friendships. Like Tinsley is is absolutely harmless. You know, she's, I mean, I did say that I saw her poking Dorinda a few times, but I guess because I was not aware of what went on in previous seasons, I guess with Tinsley, it was a buildup of basically like, you know, feeling bullied for so long. And finally Tinsley was now like, you know, coming back because she was angry, right? And so she was backed into a corner and she, she would come out swinging sometimes. So when I would witness Tinsley sort of coming at Dorinda, like that time at the wine tasting, and I kept thinking, oh my God, like Tinsley, stop, this isn't gonna go well. Yeah. Um, and sure enough, then Dorinda just lost it on her. But Tinsley is, I do believe, and I don't know her well, she's the one I actually knew the least, um, but I do believe that she's uh, an innocent soul. I agree. That her and she's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> I would, I really felt like I met her in terms of like as a, as a stylist. So it was a different dynamic, but I just felt like it made it all the, cause she's so small too and fragile looking and it made it all the worse to then watch Dorinda <laughs> who I think of as a broad, if you will. Like it just right. felt like she was. Right. But really? that's why I think we love like you and Tinsley on the show because you guys add a lightness that I feel like is needed. And wit. Yes. But there's such a heaviness with all the other ladies that when you have, not characters, but such amazing women at like you and Tinsley who are these powerful, like strong women but don't need to yell, don't need to scream, can actually just articulate and try to like see, like I said, play well, actually, that's what I like about your advice videos because I've watched quite a few and I think there's a, a kind of, a lot of what you see is you showing people a different way to approach things. And, and I think you see it so much on the show is what I was drawn to immediately. And I wish that, I mean, I would, if not on Rahoni, I would be interested to watch you on a different platform because I, I do feel like you have like a really great way of understanding people and social dynamics. And their mentality, yeah. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people come on the show. Everyone always talks about how Leah fit in so well, but Leah, and she did fit in well and she's great at entertainment, but she's a lot bigger of a personality. Like she brings right. a lot of of her own, let's say, feisty. yeah, feisty and drama and what have you. But what I loved about you was I thought you came in just as easily because you had these real friendship, but at the same time, it, it wasn't a heaviness. It wasn't a heaviness, but also there was a, a sense of someone who understood their character in a way to play them down instead of up. Right, right. I mean, I, you know, when I came on, I mean, Leah had to come in and she had to come in big because these girls were all looking to have another season. And I was really just sort of winging it as I was going along because I, you know, it was not my career. It, it's just, you know, if anything, it, it, it cost me money to be on the show because I wasn't trading, right? So whatever, whatever they paid me, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Did, it didn't compensate for the, you know, the opportunity cost of trading. You know? And you trade cryptocurrency. As soon as I, I read that about you, I was just thinking, oh my God, I, I like, like I've been explained what this is about a hundred million times. My husband works in finance and every time I ask him, he's like, I'm not even going to try again. <laughs> you know what? You tell him to that 
it's it's not your fault that you don't understand it's his fault because he's not teaching you in a way that you can understand it I like that. You just say that. I will say good with the reason we balance each other is because he always he said it at our wedding and he said it so perfectly. Like I am in the clouds and he's on earth and I help kind of lift him up and he kind of helps bring me to like a, a good balance. So that yeah. that we're a little more like balanced. So I he's the gravity to your air, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ilana and I have an addiction, but it's something we both come to accept. Accessories. Nikki Rooks is our go-to when accessorizing any outfit. Her unique designs are amazing standalone pieces or work gorgeously stacked together. You can shop Nikki Rocks by going to her website, NikkiRocks.com. N-I-C-K-I-R-O-X-X.com. Apply our discount code STYLISHLYSOLOMON25 for 25% off. Stylishly Solomon 25. Solomon with all O's. S-O-L-O-M-O-N. We know you'll thank us later. Happy shopping! Would you ever be interested in ever doing an, another type of reality show if it was approached not in that kind of setting? I would love to watch you. You're so beautiful too. And there's certain oh, people that glad that is like really, it draws you in. And I personally felt like with your screen time that you weren't getting enough, that there was so, there, you're such an interesting woman. You're so dynamic and you're so smart. But even in the small amount we got, you wanted us, like you have that type of personality where all you wanted was to have more of you. Right. Would you Thank you. Like that again? I, I just feel like Bravo is missing an opportunity. I know there has to be something. <laughs> um, you know, if it was if it was more show about some type of maybe mentoring or just you know or more of a, a I always said people would ask me what my tagline would have been right. Yeah, I always and I said it was um, I'm not a mean woman. I'm a woman of means. I love that. <gasps> I love that. <laughs> So, but we're more show about, you know, more of a sex in the city type sort of a thing. Yeah. More about camaraderie that I could, I could get into again. But do you know Carol then? No, I never knew Carol. I mean, I met her because I was in season 10 at a few things. So I met Carol, but I, I don't know Carol. I just but I knew Heather. I, I went yeah. way oh, back Heather, with Heather. Yeah, because she's coming back. I know. Yeah. I, I really, I... I heard she's only friend of. Somebody told me they're taking her full time now. I really, I, 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 I'm like, hey, mama. <laughs> <laughs> she has good energy. You and her, you, you both should come. I just, uh, you know, <laughs> no, I was just, why I thought of Heather is because she said something similar to what you said, which was that when she came on the show with Radzi, that they were sort of kind of um, pitched a, a show that was more about female empowerment and friendship and oh, yeah, sort and of left right down away. the lane they yeah. were going with the Bakerman. And then that devolved, which is why she left after a few seasons. I don't know if you guys have talked to each other since, but I'd be interested in like your conversation. <laughs> I saw Heather in the Berkshires. I saw her when we were filming. She, she did a little appearance. Um, but I, no, I didn't have, I had a conversation with her after filming went down about our past together because I knew her. I met her, I think on her third or fourth date with Jonathan. Yeah, I've known her husband. I've known Jonathan forever. So his father was 
Yep, the head of the reform movement. So, yeah. I mean, I was at his father's funeral. I mean, so I go way back with Jonathan. And that's how I met Heather. So the first time my ex-husband and I were still married at the time. And so he said, oh, we have to go meet this girl, Jonathan. He's in love with her. And I said, how long is, you know, how long they've been going out? And he's like, I think this is like their third or fourth date. And I'm like, they're in love? Really? <laughs> um, so we went out and I remember sitting next to her and all of a sudden it was the first time I've ever heard this, especially from like an adorable white girl. She's like, holla. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, like, is she like, she wants like holla, like Jewish bread? Like, what is she saying? You know, like, <laughs> so that was the first time. And then it became a thing. You know, I like knowing these things that before the show, they had these lines, like, you know, there's certain things in certain houseways where it, it can be sort of like you, they get a response about a line or something funny like they said. Nice. And then, yeah, like I always make it nice. And then she says it right. like way more than you ever had heard her say it before. So right. I when something is actually organic. But I feel like with Heather, she always, I don't feel Heather was ever a fake person. I felt like we got who Heather was the whole time she was on the show. So that's why it might be nice to have her back. Yeah, especially because I felt like when Bethany and Heather were going up against each other, if you will, it was, it was like a real test of psychological warfare because right. Bethany was trying to get Heather to react and Heather was like, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> yeah. No, Heather, um, I think she's very smart and I think that she would do well with, I don't know Ebony, but I, what I know of her is that she's definitely political. Yeah. I think Heather would do really well with Ebony. It'll be an interesting dynamic this season, right? Because I think that Ramona has a little bit of a fear factor around Leah because she knows that Leah just has no boundaries. So Ramona, I think, is going to be careful to not antagonize Leah like she did the first season, right? So the hazing she gave Leah came back to her tenfold. So I think that I think it's going to be a really interesting dynamic because you actually know Ramona deeply. Like, what was it about Leah's like sexuality in a way? Because it felt like very strange as a viewer how much she appreciated and laughed with Sonia about her expression of self, right? And with Leah, who seemed actually at times to say a lot less than right. Sonia, she seemed so triggered by it. Jealousy. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't I'm, know because I know she said she thought of her like a daughter. So at times I thought, was she just trying to protect her? Oh, bull. Oh, she no. did not think of her like a daughter. I had said to her, you know, why don't you sort of approach her more like a, 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 like she's your little sister or something. Or, you know, I said, stop chastising her all the time. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and then all of a sudden Ramona adopted this, oh, I consider you like my daughter. And I was just like, oh, please, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, it was interesting, right? Because I mean, I was the one who was advising Ramona how to like, you know, build a rapport with Leah. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, Ramona thought, you know, acted as though she had some sort of epiphany. But no, she didn't. Would you treat your daughter like that? You would never treat your daughter like that, right? No, so but I, I did think the birthday party was interesting because I did feel during that birthday party scene, everyone was kind of acting a little crazy. We we had we were all doing a little a little gangbang, you know? Like yeah, it yeah. was <laughs> But I meant like 
Sonia, like she didn't seem to get upset with Sonia. Right. Blast. She and had then, a double standard. She, she had a double, yeah. Grinding and, and dancing. At least so, to me, like it felt like, you know, there were probably a lot of substances about and everyone was just being carefree and enjoying themselves. And I didn't yeah. understand why. And actually, I'll never understand these with Ramona. Sometimes I feel like she is trying to put on a certain um, air that doesn't yeah. make sense because no one's watching this show because of you know like the elevated moments you're watching the show for the the ridiculous and so right. it felt like it feels odd when she's like oh you know this is don't cross this boundary you got you literally pooped on the floor on camera like, like yeah how, don't you hate when that happens yeah <laughs> like <laughs> like i mean a bunch of people dancing and loving each other and just having a good time in a moment being carefree but i never got why it was just leah in that moment yeah everyone was having kind of a crazy like mean, yeah I, sonia i was so worried for sonia like actually like scratching herself in that yeah scene. I had literally said right before she broke the mirror, I was like, here comes seven years of bad luck. I'm amazed that they didn't use that line because oh, I literally, I was like, here comes seven years of bad luck and boom, the mirror shatters. And it would have been during 2020, COVID and everything. So it would have been such a good line. So yeah. I think we should all blame Sonia for COVID. Yes. That's the world this story went to. That's funny. I'm going to be bad at Sonia. She's still adorable. Yeah, but yeah, no, I think that uh, that Ramona was was a hypocrite. Do you think you'll be watching next season? Because I know you said you didn't watch the past season. Like, but are you no. intrigued to watch no. next season? No, I won't watch it. Do you watch any of the other franchises ever? I don't. The Bravo shows? I don't. I've never watched another Bravo show. I was never. I, I just. It was just never in my uh, my lineup. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's interesting actually now that I think about it, because perhaps that's why you weren't playing the game. Yeah, probably. And I, it's it's not my nature. Like now that I'm well versed on Bravo and how it works and stuff, I still would not have played that game. I would not have gotten down and dirty and nasty. I still would not have done it. But I think that shows then how like, of a beautiful person you are because I do feel once you decide to be a housewife and when you give kind of everything and start producing and playing these games you are like you said selling your soul and Wendy Williams always warns like the housewives are one of the women like once you go down here like this is you well, know very good it's gonna get very dark I and think you see it so you much. can see it happen I can think of one housewife in particular who I feel like came in as an outsider and her perspective was like I'm coming in you know not above everyone but sort of not gonna play these games and three seasons in you have her as right in it as a carol oh carol yeah, yeah. it is carol carol yeah. did do that yeah 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 look i mean they push you to do it they were pushing me to do it and they were you know i mean they were saying to me you know if you don't you know look if you don't fight with ramona at her party there's no storyline for you there's nowhere to go with you and I was like, well, I'm not going to fight with her at her party. But think about how unfortunate that is, right? If I didn't fight with her at her birthday party, I have no storyline. Me, who has, who's one of the first female bond traders at Cantor Fitzgerald, right? I'm, I'm still in finance. I have a fabulous husband. I mean, I have a real story, you know, and yet I had no storyline unless I was willing to, you know, be as nasty as nasty can be. 
Well, it just shows you're meant for bigger and better things. Yeah, and Thank I really actually think that it, that this style of ensemble may be just like below you. Like you're a star. <laughs> you need your like, own. Yeah, I think you need something like more actually like in just in reference to what we were talking about earlier with Lisa and Brittany Gastinoli, you know, something that is actually like a more full-rounded pleasant view of your life and I actually really am interested you know especially with what you said in terms of finance my husband as I said works in finance and I know it's a very predominantly male um you know. I don't know why they didn't talk that up because one yeah. of the things I also love it's about so New powerful. York is how powerful the women are and how strong and they're just like Bethany you like you see all these women who have built these amazing even Ramona that yeah yeah like who have built these huge empires and they're so strong and amazing and that's what I want to see like you're who you know who I want to be like you guys are like yeah I don't want to I'm sorry I, I, I don't want to hear any more about the countess and friends like I really want to <laughs> women like you because there are people to truly admire and you are you are you are a housewife. You have kids. Yeah, like, I want housewives. All the housewives are not housewives. Yeah, I was the only married yeah, one. Yeah, you your friends get married. <laughs> With a like, very hot husband, I must add. And they didn't even show him. This one picture. Just I think we got one beach shot from the yeah. from your wedding. That's all we got. I wanted more. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can see him on my Instagram. How does your yeah. daughter feel about everything? Did she watch? No, she didn't watch much. She, uh, you know, my daughter was very good friends with Avery when they were little. My daughter was actually on Avery's Sweet 16 episode. Um, my daughter was helping her plan the party. But um, she, um, I left it up to her. When they sent me the contract, I said to her, look, you have veto power. If you don't want me to do the show, I won't do it. This is the one time you can tell me what to do. <laughs> Um, and she said, you know what, I have faith in you, you know, go have fun. But she, she watched most of the episodes, but not all of them. Yeah. It must have been hard for her to though, watch it when her mother is not getting like the honest perspective of her. She, well, yeah, I mean, she, the whole, you know, Ramona thing was awkward, right? I mean, Nicole runs into Avery. She run, you know, she'll run into Ramona, right? I mean, it's like weird. It's an awkward dynamic. And I ran into Avery and I was upset with Avery when, you know, she had said, uh, you know, don't waste your energy talking about Elise. Um, I've known Avery since she was five years old, you know, and, and I was like, really? Like, why would she be so disrespectful? Um, so it was, it was, uh, well, it is what it is. It's over now. Yeah. Um, but and Avery, you know, I still can, you know, Avery's a, a young girl and I, I wish her well in her endeavors. Yeah. Well, do you have any besides like housewives or any fun things happening or coming up that you're like looking forward to doing or, or that you can share with us? <laughs> uh, well, I have, I have been approached, uh, about a show. Um, <laughs> I, I knew it. Just because you're so interesting and you're so beautiful and you're so well spoken that I I'm not surprised. <laughs> thank you, thank you. But but we'll see. I don't know if um, I don't know if it's something that I really can commit to um, in the capacity that capacity. But we'll see. Well, if it does work out, do let us know. Yeah, you <laughs> definitely and I will definitely let you know when I come down to Florida oh yes 
please. It will be such a pleasure to get to see you in person. We always play this game with all of our um, guests before sort of how we yeah. like end the show. And it's okay. sort of instead of Mary F. Kill, um, it's a call text delete game. So kind of same principle, but you would say who and why. Wait, wait, call text delete? Yeah. So we'll give okay. you three people and then you'll say who you'll call, who you'll text, and who you'll delete. Okay. Do you, okay, Andy Cohen, Luann, Sonia. Oh, I would, um, I'd call Andy, I would um, delete Luann, and I would text Sonia. <laughs> Anything you want to elaborate what, about in your have answers? You, have you called Andy before? <laughs> Actually, yeah, wait, I'm so sorry, but before you go, have you ever called Andy? No, 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 I never called him. Any direct no. communication? <laughs> no, no. Oh, really? I assume he greets the, like, the new housewives. I always imagine there's some sort of, like, at least a Zoom call. Like, welcome right, to like, No, I was supposed to be on Watch What Happens Live with him, but after the cameo, um, Ramona pitched such a fit, they canceled me. Well, I honestly will not be surprised if it gets reapproached and they have you on at a different time because I think that Do people you know are so what? curious. I always wonder if that's what happened, which is a completely side note, um, but with Jill, Darren, and Bethany because we know how supposedly, which you might know, um, but Bethany got Jill off right. of the show and they always say Jill was supposed to come back for this kind of like tell well, all she did I, years later I heard but not that, right at the time jill when she came for the halloween but, thing she was supposed to then Luann, go I, um no it wasn't to Luann, dorinda's for the week she was never supposed to go to dorinda's oh okay, okay. Oh, yeah because they, yeah. they said that, that dorinda got her cut yeah. on that show yeah no no there was never a luann i think i think jill wanted to go or luann wanted her to go or something but it was never on the plan for her to go oh, okay yeah thank you I, I think you'd be such fun for watch what happens live and you're so interesting and we thank you time. yeah we've had such an amazing time with you thank you for letting us take up so much of your time yeah. oh it was my absolute pleasure you two are adorable and fabulous oh, the world to us. you are like so you have no idea how excited we were yeah, we've been told our mom screams and phone calls when we got the requests for you <laughs> Well, it's my absolute pleasure. Well, thank, thank you, you again so much <laughs> for being on. You're welcome. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. If you want to follow us across our platforms, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Stylishly Solomon. Solomon spelled with all O's, S-O-L-O-M-O-N. And also on our Instagram, you can find links in the bio to follow us on Amazon and like to know it and shop our looks and find out our fashion breakdowns. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and leave a comment. We always love to hear your feedback. We thank you for thinking of us and appreciate your love and support.